there, guys. Welcome back to the Film Joy Podcast. Today, Billy and I are getting into the Christmas spirit with John McTiernan's 1988 classic, Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. This movie is chock full of action and some of the best one-liners in the biz. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Filmjoy Podcast or write to us at filmjoypodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy our conversation with Die Hard. Looks like Warner Brothers is going to release all their 2021 movies. Um, they're still going to. Looks like they're still going to release them in theaters, but on the day of their release, they'll also be released on HBO Max. So, before even I guess before even testing out this whole Wonder Woman scenario on Christmas, they're just throwing all their cards into one uh, into one bin here, <laughs> like. Like we might yeah, as well. And, and just like hammering the nail in the coffin for the theaters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, it's uh, 17 movies that they had coming out for 2021. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, I mean, what, 17 yeah, movies that no one will go to the theater to see, even right. when they can. Ugh, that's so bizarre. Man. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, well, I mean, yeah. It stinks, but like, it feels like a, it's a feel, well, you know what? It's just a good thing that I use your HBO Max account. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you're getting your money, AT&T. Yeah. I would have gone to theaters to see these movies, but now I'm just going to use my friend Tim's account to watch. Them. <laughs> and so, then you'll get sucked in. You'll like get like, I don't know if you got into any of the HBO shows like Silicon Valley or Game of Thrones or something. I've seen all of Silicon Valley and I refuse to watch Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. Okay. Since I just don't care. That's the only news I have, by the way, except for some personal news. I watched the first three episodes yesterday of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I haven't watched a single second of that show. I don't know if I was annoyed by it because everyone was so into it or if it just didn't, it came out like kind of on the, sort like almost on the coattails of like Lord of the Rings and such. And I think it had that appeal. Um, so I don't know. I just didn't, I, I just didn't bite. Um, but I don't know. I watched a few episodes and it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not going to like rave about it as the <laughs> best show that's ever, that I've ever, that's, that's ever There's been like millions of, of people yelling at their podcast radio boxes. Right, yeah, yeah. When you say it's pretty good, yeah, they're like, "What do you mean it's the best thing ever made?" It's <laughs> very, it's they're very, it's really aggressive on like uh, how edgy it is. Now, yeah, that's probably I didn't watch it for that reason. Yeah, like I it was. was like, mm, this is this is trying. Too it hard. is. It is. It does seem a little, little like a try hard. Like I'm told, it tones itself, turn or tune, tone, tone <laughs> tones itself down. Uh, in the second season. Uh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. And they, like, they actually start going for like story beats instead of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sexcapades. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's weird because I, 
I can see like I, I don't mind that type of thing too much, but it, they just man, they just really they lay it on really thick, and I'm like, is this a commentary on like human sexuality? Like, what are they trying to? What is? Why exactly is it so much? Um, but then I n- remembered that it came out in 2011 and I don't know why that made me feel better. I was like, uh, maybe that was around the time where people were like, we want to be edgy and dark, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's when that trend kind of first like hit a spike. And, um, I don't really know what I'm basing that on, but it just feels right to me. Maybe like the dark Knight came out around that. I think. Mm, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. I just yeah, I just was like I I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. Mhm. So, and then, you know, people said, "Oh, it turns down." I was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't want to watch the second season without the first, and I don't want to watch the first, so I'm not going to watch the 10th. <laughs> so. If you, if you can get past like all of like the gratuitous um like sex stuff it's just all over it's just part of the show it's like i was told they explain narrative during the gratuitous sex scenes um like you yeah like a little they're talking things you need to know so you can't even like yeah phase out i don't know it's not it's it's not to me at least to, to me maybe i'm um some like a deviant or something <laughs> like it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's too long or like it's like oh my gosh like are they really gonna let this scene like go that far or be that long it's not that bad it's just so often and it's so even in the way they talk and like what half of the story is about is like oh remember when we were at war and we had all those uh mistresses um, i don't think i've ever heard the word whore said more times uh, in my life than in that like two and a half hours of watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it up there. Uh, I, 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 my friend Rick has been trying to get me to watch it for years and he finally, I just like have been, uh, you know, fighting the battle of insanity here. I, I will put uh, it on my list of things. Yeah. It's worth having on a it, list. I mean, my list is already like a hundred long and includes like books and yeah. So and, and, and I am hesitating to I should just be open about it. Like I'm hesitating to say, like, I'm not really entirely sure. I don't really have a judgment on it yet. I'm not like, man, this is really good. Or and I'm, and I'm also not like this sucks. Like, I, I feel like I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Well, I'm sure it doesn't suck. Like, yeah, no, it looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks great. It's it's com- there's some compelling People stuff in there. Like scheduled their whole lives around being home for that show. So, yeah, like pe- by I'm people, sure it's not terrible. Like and by people you mean like everyone but you and I, like it seems <laughs> basically that way. <laughs> yeah like every person I talk to is uh it's just the joke and the cultural zeitgeist like yeah yeah I gotta be home it's Game of Thrones night uh huh like okay <laughs> right right well mm. thank goodness for it in quarantine at least uh yeah I think that man that is it for news um at least for me I haven't like I'm sure that there's tons of news. And um, mm-hmm. we just don't know what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm even like palling around on Screen Rant a little bit. It's not a whole lot. There's like so much going on, but it's it's all like rehashing like the like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield jumping back into Spider Man for some sort of spi- live action Spider Verse situation that's been going mm-hmm. on for a while. The Justice League stuff, and I'm gonna be. I'll, last thing I'll say about 
news things. And also, last thing I'll say about the Snyder Cut, I am, honest to God, uh, believe it or not, I am so tired of hearing about it. Um, <laughs> like, it's just endless. Like, your YouTube feed, Twitter feed, whatever. Like, uh, it's just, uh, like, I'm, I'm still excited that it's, that we get to watch it, but um, it is, uh, it's getting that, it's, it's getting to that point with like, where like, I think Batman v Superman was, where like, they just hyped it up so much and they revealed so much in the trailers that like, how could you possibly like walk into that? Oh, there's movie? a little bit of news with, um, sorry. Yes. No, I get you're good. Uh, you know, the Johnny Depp and what's her, oh, what's her name? Oh, uh, um, I do. I know Mira. Yeah, that's how, that's what I call her. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> uh, so Johnny Depp got kicked off of Fantastic Beast, and there's a petition. I I see news article about this every day. It's just like a new count of the number of people who signed the petition to get rid of Mira. Uh, it's oh, like up wow. to one point six million. Jeez, um, Amber. But Heard. I can't. Yeah, I have looked and not hard and. You know, I haven't looked. I haven't looked very hard, and I haven't looked very long. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yep, yeah, okay. Uh, but I can't find like a description exactly of what of, happened of what either one of them did. I yeah, <laughs> like <clears throat> I just keep seeing like that men are victims of domestic abuse too. Right, yeah. But, like, if that's the case, why did he get fired? Like, he must have done something. What did he do? Right. But I can't even, like, I can't find what either one of them did to each other, but now both of them are getting fired from everything. So, like, (laughs) I I don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, are they showing up to court, like, wearing, like, I don't know, offensive clothing? Like, I don't don't understand. Yeah, Like, what... That is, so yeah. someone email us at filmjoypodcast at gmail.com. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand. I mean, uh, Johnny yeah. Depp, are you one of the 10 people who listen to us? Can you tell us what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? We can bud? keep a secret. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll redact anything you want, but just what, what I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, Meds Mickelson is going to be the new Grindelwald in. Yeah, Fantastic Beast three, and that dude is super creepy. So, <laughs> right, um, I I don't know anything about that franchise. I haven't seen any of the Fantastic Beast movies. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is great though, but is it does it feel? Did you have you watched those movies? I watched the first one and I liked it. I like the time period. Like it's like yeah, you know, it's is it it's World kind of War One ish, like yeah. 30s, 20s, thirty twenties, thirty. Uh, which is not World War One for people who might come in. Uh, it's like twenties, thirties, like New York. Uh, I don't. I just like it looks cool. I just didn't city. get around to watching them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was just gonna it's say like, cool. I, I like it a lot. But then the reveal at the end when they show you that it's Johnny Depp, you're like, why? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the second one, it shows like a major, better. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really like him in the casting, but I still don't know why he's getting fired from everything. And I don't know why she's like getting fired. I just, I don't understand, man. All that with our news from last time that like people want to kill baby Yoda. 
because <laughs> he ate some eggs. Like, I don't know if this is like appropriate outrage and he should be fired or if it's baby right, Yoda yeah. eggs. <laughs> it's like there's like, obviously something we're missing. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe it is. He just wore a goofy hat. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> he he either wore a goofy hat or he beat the shit out of Amber Heard. Uh, or she beat him up. Like, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't take a punch well, so he's fired. Like, I don't, I don't uh, know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Like, I just don't. I just I should have. It's been in the news and stuff or like on online. It's been going on forever. And I've yeah. never been able to find. Like, what? There's Someone always just explain like explain obs- this to me. <laughs> like all I've ever found is like obscure, like cell phone footage from like Johnny Depp being like kind of drunk. Doesn't he always seem like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, is he drunk? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's drunk right now. Is he uh, just Johnny Depp? Okay. I don't from the beginning uh, of his life. <clears throat> he looks drunk. <laughs> right, right. In every movie, he looks a little high or drunk. Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. He's got one of those. A resting high face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, that's the news. And please, someone tell me what's going on with these people. I don't like like I said, I like the recast. I didn't like his original casting. And I like Mm. Mira as Mira. So me too. Yeah. Um, Just just tell me why. (laughs) <laughs> like i don't understand i just I, i'm who beat who in this relationship is there even a fight are they just whatever <laughs> i is it weird to say that and i i'm not it's not i'm not saying like those types of issues aren't a big deal or whatever i don't know if i care about actors and their personal lives it sometimes it's fascinating to to hear about like cool things actors are doing or how they prepare for roles or whatever. But I'm not like intimately connected to these people. They're just uh, the people who work in, on the movies that I like, you know, or that I d- like or don't. I don't know. Is that, is does that, yeah, is that I, weird? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's, I mean, if it's just like full on domestic violence, he should just go to jail. Right. Of course. Or, or yeah, she yeah. should. I, like, I don't, right. I don't know. But in which case they'd have to recast. So, I mean, if it's a like, yeah, hmm. if they've committed a crime, they should go to jail. Right. In which case they can't be in movies. So, <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right. And in, in this case, I guess neither of them are going to jail, but they're both getting fired. Or are they? There's always principle. court news. Like, I don't know. And it's in uh, England oh, yeah. and their courts are weird. And I don't understand them. Uh, I don't know. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I, I even just, the only reason I even say that is because. Uh, whatever is really going on, it might really suck, and maybe she should go away forever. But I really like Amber Heard as Mira, so <laughs> let her just let her do the movie, and then whatever. How will they find another actress who has that perfect hair? Right. Yeah. Oh wait, it's all CGI. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Where will they find the actress that has that perfect head shape? Slide. <laughs> That's all CGI too. Just kidding. Um. Actually, she's she's never showed up on set. That's it's all CGI. <laughs> it's a voice actor from My Little Pony that's actually doing the voice. Um, but they <laughs> they built a, they built a CGI Amber Heard. Mm-hmm.
Alright, so it's our December Christmas spectacular, not our October spectacular. And it won't be yeah. as extreme. Um, we just picked some gentle Christmas movies for this month. Yeah, and just two um, of them instead of eight. So I, I picked the most gentle Christmas movie you can pick. <laughs> uh, Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Mm, yeah. It just happens. To, <laughs> it's just a movie about a building exploding and terrorists. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a... The most action-packed movie ever that just happens to be set around Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, 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 which I love. Mm, so uh, it is a Christmas <clears throat> movie. They play Christmas music during this movie. Yeah. Uh, and they mention Christmas. And it's at a Christmas party. So there, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'll, I, I, I second that. I think it's, a, it's definitely a Christmas movie. And um, the plot is, is just great. Um, some guys want more money. That's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's a twist. That's a spoiler. Is it? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't. Oh, think sorry. They... Oh my goodness. What did I miss? Oh my goodness. What have I missed? You did you watch this movie? I did. Yeah. When? I mean, it looked uh, two days ago. All right. I mean, it, it did look more elaborate, but the twist was they just wanted to steal the the uh, barabons or bail bonds or whatever they're called. Right, but they were masquerading as terrorists. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a little twistiness in there, but the essence yeah. of the plot is they they break into the building and, and want like bonds. Yeah, they want some. They want some cash. Some not cash money. I, what did? I don't really know what those things are. I don't know how. I don't know how I, money or the government works. <laughs> I don't know how one would carry around six hundred million dollars. <laughs> right um, right yeah in like a i don't know yeah what what, what was their plan <laughs> well i mean they, they the, wanted those pieces of paper right they, want, <laughs> they wanted the paper now they you are and i'm you are right like they did like get the chopper they blew the roof and everything that was all like a cover almost uh, or that was a cover that was their cover yeah. yeah and they were just trying to they were just trying to get some uh cash money to sit on a beach um basically like very very uh well well planned criminals like pickpockets almost you know like very elaborate a very elaborate elaborate uh heist situation die hard uh starring bruce willis directed by john mctiernan uh came out july 15th 1988 yep bruce willis is john mcclain uh but we got Bonnie Bedelia, Reginald Vell Johnson. I'm just reading down IMDb here. Paul Gleason. Where in the F is um, there? He is Alan Rickman. The mo the most important name here, aside from Bruce Hans Willis. Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah, our main antagonist uh, opposite Bruce Willis. Um, oh, my! You know what? Actually, sorry. My favorite is probably uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Um, playing Sergeant Al Powell, also known as Carl Winslow of Family Matters. Um, every time I see this movie, I'm just like, oh, there he yeah, is. Yeah, and it's Carl Winslow of Family Matters with the same backstory, <laughs> right? As that doesn't that doesn't happen to Carl Winslow in Family Matters, does it? Like a faux terrorist attack? No, the thing? his backstory in in the movie. Oh, with the um, with the kid. Mm -hmm. I 
I don't know. They don't. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Family Matters, but I don't know if they ever really go into his life as a cop very much. Uh, they do. Well, they talk about why he is a desk jockey. Right, but I don't think he's a desk jockey in uh, Family Matters, is he? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, huh. so yeah. I don't think so. But that is what happened to what? Uh, what happened to Al? Danny Glover's. Uh, oh, character in, in, Lethal in, Weapon. in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, whoa, that's just Lethal Weapon's story and they stole it. But then I didn't know what time, <laughs> right. you know, I didn't know what time period. Oh, uh, right. I think that. actually this happened first. Oh, my gosh. What? Get out of wow. here, Mel. Lethal Weapon was 87. <laughs> and I don't think it happened. I think it happened in like Lethal Weapon 2 or 3. Wow. Okay, come on. Come on, Dan. Man, I haven't seen those movies in like a hundred years. I don't know how I was watching this and I remembered that, but <laughs> right, yeah. Oh my, yeah. Watching this uh, now, you were saying earlier, like you watch this uh, often around Christmas time, um, mm-hmm. which I I can totally see why um, I liked this movie a lot, and I it does uh, it is Christmassy. Uh, but I haven't watched it in a while. Watched it in a while. So like there, I was actually still legitimately surprised by a lot of things, which is which was fun. Um, but I'm trying to think of who else on this list here is like uh, I don't want to say like anyone's not notable, but I mean it was mainly uh, Bruce Willis. I think uh, you mentioned everybody. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis, Reginald Bell Johnson, and uh, what is going? Oh, Alan Rickman, yeah. The detonators. Hart Bachner is Ellis. He's the only other, <laughs> right? Like I, I'd say he's the biggest of the side characters. Yeah, right. Uh, he's he's the one well, that gets him a little and um, his wife, uh, Bonnie Bedelia, or well, Holly, and then Holly McLean. <laughs> There's Argyle, <laughs> the limo driver. Oh man, yeah. There's just a lot of funny things that we'll talk about. I guess yes. as we go through the story. Very excited. So, it all, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right, so you want me to go through the main story, or are we? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the story is John McClane is a New York City cop who is going to visit his wife who took a job at, uh, what's it? Ah, gosh. Man, I was going through strong. <laughs> Nakatomi. <laughs> she works for Nak- the Nakatomi Corporation, whose right. headquarters, or I guess U.S. subsidiary, uh, headquarters is in los angeles mm-hmm. she took this great job you know high high level corporate job right in la which means she had to leave her husband in new york uh, mm-hmm. and it's caused some issues right right um so he is flying over and they have kids and she took the kids and mm-hmm. you know his whole family moved to la he's living in new york as a cop so right. the movie starts with him on a plane going to la for the christmas Christmas time, Christmas break, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, to visit his family, and that—that's he is planning on a nice little Christmas visit with his family, <laughs> right? Right. And there's a secret, like, side motive for him that you know he wants to get back together with his wife, like he wants right, to yeah. fix what's happened here. Um, yeah. So mm. when he lands in L.A. His wife has sent a limo. I guess the company sent a limo to pick him up to bring him to the Christmas party at Nakatomi Plaza, 
the giant skyscraper mm-hmm. where the movie is set. He gets there. It's a bit, it's really like schmoozy. Like she has made it in corporate America. Yes. Or I guess yeah. Corporate this is like Japanese a... America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, was yeah. like what everyone in the eighties thought, like Japan was going to take over the world. Uh, they were the highest like level of corporate world. Right. And, and I guess it's all like, it's all built up that way to be in such like stark contrast with the fact that John McClane is a New York city beat cop. Uh, is he, I think he's, a or maybe he's a detective, but uh, I think he's a detective. I I, I yeah. Know. I don't know. Maybe uh, he mentions at some point that he has bad guys to put away. Yeah. They might have been generic bad guys, but I think he meant he had a caseload. Yeah, right. Well, right. And I think the main point is that he is intimidated by his wife's um, new high paying, successful. Yeah. 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 So anyway, he gets to Nakatomi Plaza. You know, it starts out nice. They. He meets a few people. He meets the boss. Um, she's actually working during the Christmas party, which is why right. she's doing so well. Yeah. I get the sense she's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And from there, pretty much everything kind of kicks off crazy. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. is in the middle of changing his clothes. Like he's got his shirt off, his shoes off. And, you know, the terrorists take over. Uh, Hans Gruber and his gang come in, bust in. And, you know, just kind of take it from there. Uh, and that, that's how the movie starts. Um, it turns out that they are after some bearer bonds. Right. <clears throat> uh, which I just looked up because it seems like the dumbest thing in the world <laughs> that such a thing exists. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So it is a untraceable form of debt security. Which I don't, I don't know if that like... It's not registered anywhere. Like literally you just like you have this paper and it means you can get that money. Like, and it's worth someone, like a uh, lot. So, it's like, a debt that a company owns that's written on just this piece of paper. That's it. You have to keep this piece of paper <laughs> to get the money back. <laughs> so it makes me want to say what a horrible idea. And then I think of cash, which is just paper that represents. Well, this is why I'm this is what I'm like. <laughs> Why? Why? What? What is the difference between this and cash? And apparently, there was um, some like tax, like you could hold bearer bonds, and you didn't have to pay income tax on it because, like, technically, you didn't have money, even though it was as good as money. Um, but and actually, in 1982, the government said, "No, these are money," so they don't (laughs) like. Um, so yeah, I don't, I guess maybe people can still do this. Um, right. Yeah. But it just like, it blows my mind that such a thing ever existed. So anyway, I don't know why bearer bonds exist. Uh, I don't know why they are a thing. I don't know why they were ever a thing, but Hans Gruber, but there are like $680 million worth of these bearer bonds in Nakatomi Plaza. And Hans Gruber right, is as yeah. after them. <clears throat> because for some reason, this major corporation keeps bearer bonds. In this, like, nuclear safe. 
Well, I mean, it is six hundred eighty uh, million dollars. That's true. Why would you keep a billion? Like, <laughs> I don't uh, understand. Yeah, I don't either. Why would I, you keep? I just don't like. Why not cash? I don't understand. Why I just not don't put want... in the bank. I... <laughs> Gain some interest. I don't know. I get why you wouldn't want to steal them because they're unregistered, untraceable. Like, right? Why does <laughs> such an instrument exist? I don't. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like. Uh, it's like yeah. a mob boss was like hey i don't want my money traced hey government or hey bank can you create <laughs> can you make this something happen? that is obviously used for illegal transactions and i'll just <laughs> use that and they're like yeah mm-hmm. i just i don't mm. so anyway he's after those uh insanity ensues yeah um john mcclain pretty much just gets in the air ducts uh and <laughs> right. becomes like a a really annoying like rat scurrying around the building. Yeah, yeah, like he, uh, and it was kind of like, everybody one by one. Ex- right. And it was kind of almost like by chance that he happened to be like still in that office getting changed and stuff. So he yeah, was, he was not in the main room when they uh, rounded when up everybody hostages, like yeah. rounded got rounded up. Uh, so, uh that <clears throat> that's the story. Um Yeah. I, in the end they you know, I think there's I don't know. I think there are barrel bonds flying through the air yeah, at the end, there were. just yeah. down onto the street, <laughs> just millions of dollars. And no just, one seems to care. And no one seems to care because they, too, don't know what a barrel bond is. <laughs> right. what, <laughs> like, are these, what are these If files? someone gave this to me, I wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> they could give me a million dollars in a barrel bond, and I'd be like, oh, thanks. And I'd wipe my nose with it and throw it away. <laughs> right. And then it would be gone. Then no one would get it. <laughs> right right and little did you know it was worth like five hundred thousand dollars or something yeah and I, nobody would know because nobody uh, knows what a bearer bond is <laughs> that's that's true um can i well i feel like to... i was trying to tell the plot of the movie and i really just went off on a tangent about bearer bonds <laughs> which is basically the plot of the movie these guys want those things which, but but I mean I say that kind of as a joke and I'm like poking fun a little bit but I feel like that's kind of like the what's fun about the movie is it's very simple cop from New York flying out to LA he's got this drama happening with his family he gets to this big building he's not very happy being there he doesn't like um like he's constantly like when people try to say hi to him he's constantly like effing Californians and uh, doesn't seem to like people that aren't like him, but like he's just in a stressful place. He doesn't know what's going on, and then just kind of ins- some insanity ensues. His wife's in danger. He's a cop. He feels like he needs to do something about it, so he does, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, the action is really fun. There's just a ton of really fun one-liners. But, and I'm really curious what you have to think about this. I don't know if I'm going too far with it. From what I could see, um, it felt like like that beginning, what was it, like 20 minutes? Like before things started going uh, bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, they sort of set John McClane's character up. Now, I will say, opening scene on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um he comes off kind of like a, you know, he's a, he's a New Yorker. He's a cop. Like, uh, he's got a little bit of a standoffish, especially by comparison with the people in LA. He's got a little bit of a standoffish way about him. Um, when the guy's, the person he's sitting next to is trying to give him advice about, um, stretching his feet, stretching his toes or something. 
Which he does. Which he does, and he appreciates it. But when the guy gives him the advice, he's like, fist with toes. All right, okay. <laughs> like, he's just like, whatever, well, shut up, I don't, I don't know if that's that abnormal. Like, I feel like I would do It's that not, yeah, it would like, be, it is a, a little bit confusing. Like, the guy was being like, hey, wiggle your toes. You know, like, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was, like, very vocal in his, like, all right, weirdo. You know, uh, here's, here's what I saw after that little bit of the standoffish reaction with the guy in an airplane. He one, he's looking at other women constantly. He's clearly clearly like, and I think that's intentional. He's like kind of like distracted from his marriage. He's trying to distract himself. He doesn't know really how to view himself. Is he still married? Are they trying to work this out? He's in LA, but she's not even using his last name, which he doesn't know yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, so he's all he's I, I think this is probably it's not to be it's not an unexpected or something, but he just seems to be looking at other women a lot. It's mm. a very subtle detail. Um, and then he... Like, from Russia with love a lot? No, not... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's definitely not um, having, like, a random threesome in a tent at some place that he just got to. Um, <laughs> but uh, he... So he he gets, gets off the plane, gets his bags, uh, meets the limo driver, which I think he's, like, surprised that, like, they extended him that courtesy and he's like oh, okay i'm not like i'm not a fancy guy or anything but okay and it's some young it's this young guy who is awesome and funny the entire time he's on screen argyle yeah he's really funny but i and i don't know if i've just been like overly sensitive because of from our episode from russia with love but like it seemed mm-hmm. like he he gives him this like kind of glary look that made me like i don't know if it was like a was it a race thing? Was it that he was like a young hip kid thing? It just seemed like he, it wasn't like complete disapproval, but he was like, all oh, right. Like, did, did, did you notice that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I did not notice it as anything other than a limo just picked him up. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It I felt- mean, yeah. Plus Argyle is over the top. He is for sure. <laughs> like- no, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm reading into it because Again, like the other week, we were talking a lot about like the cancel culture and all that stuff. And I don't know. It just felt weird. Like I was like, maybe it's just that he didn't expect some like, you know, young punk to pick him up in a limo or something. I don't know. Well, but anyway, didn't. Right, right. He gets to the party. It's all. It's already like he, his heart's in his gut the whole time, I'm guessing, because like he finds out his wife's been using her maiden name, blah, blah, blah. Like it showed it, him up, had a limo come pick him up. Who's right. the breadwinner now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it just felt, yeah. It, there's lots of tension here. And so he's like, I don't know. But uh, he's making his way through the party. And some, you know, some guy's like, hey, welcome. Merry Christmas. And he kisses him on the cheek. And he just has this look on his face like, what? <laughs> and that's, I that's think, the what, same look I would have. And like, <laughs> Somebody it, from someone kissed me. Well, I guess, but like, it might it, I feel like if it, if it happened to you or me, I'd be like, whoa, uh, Merry Christmas, I guess. You know, but it just seemed like he had this like tough guy, cowboy, like men don't kiss men, mother effer, you know, and then he says like F in Californians, like this guy's just out of his element. Um, yeah, I think he said just had culture shock since he landed. Right, right. But just like, crazy. but it's just total, very, di- just he's full of discomfort. It just seems like he doesn't like anything. And I'm not saying any any of this like definitely means something. I just saw a little bit of a connection, um, 
he also makes a comment about he asked the boss or whatever. He says like uh, they say like oh we're just celebrating Christmas and he look like looks at him dead in the eye and he's like I didn't know I didn't know Japanese people celebrated Christmas. I'm like oh okay that is <laughs> it just felt well, it then didn't the boss seem... says they don't <laughs> yeah, sure but like so, it just it just yeah. seemed rude it just seemed really know. rude um, I thought it was engaging I maybe um, if it was a, like saying a relevant thing about. Japanese culture wasn't didn't seem charming to me. It seemed like well, he's like, wow. not a charming person, right? In right. general, and, so right. I don't think that like even if he was in New York, he's just not a charming person, right? And uh, I'm not so I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm, I'm not trying to build a, I'm not trying to build a case per se that like John McClane is like a racist or something. I'm just think I'm just saying he's just being he just seems very insensitive to everything around him, and he even says this is where it really shifted for me. Uh, when he gets in the fight with his wife, um, and I know I've been talking for a while now, so I'm really sorry. Uh, like <laughs> when he gets in a fight with his wife, she like storms out of the room. He's like, "Real good, John. Real mature." Like he he knows he gets it. he has self awareness. Um, fast forward to finish my point here, all the way to the end. Um, yeah, he's like, you know, he defeats the bad guy, gets the girl, gets his wife back, um, saves the day has this really, I would say, too long, drawn-out um, emotional moment with Carl Winslow. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or Sergeant Al. And uh, and it just it felt very intimate. And I was like, man, this guy's just, this is the most open person I've ever seen. And it just felt, now, I, I may be reading into that a little bit or projecting a little bit, but I do think most of what I mentioned was very intentional. I think there's a huge difference between his attitude and how he views people in the beginning and how that all that stuff is in the very end. And I thought that was really cool. Sorry. That was a long one. I'm well, so sorry. Yeah. You don't think he, he, he grew or progressed or anything like, no. Okay. Not like, at all. Even, I think that even noting that all of those Carl Winslow is just because he's a cop. It could be. It could be, yeah. That's they and they bonded as cops the whole time. They did. Like that's right. all they talked about <laughs> was right. them being cops. And I mean, he, that's just that's his world. That's he was happier throwing people out of a building than he was. Maybe, yeah, right. Know, being kissed <laughs> right. by some office worker. Um, mm. and I, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think any of that race stuff is necessarily there. I think it's all the ridiculous. California, which they hyped up <laughs> the California right. culture yeah, kind of stuff. Like they cranked it to 11 so that it was annoying. Right. Um, I don't even know if I'd call it racist. Like it's like, it, it just seemed insensitive. Like when Carl, I keep calling him Carl Winslow. When Sergeant Al Powell <laughs> pulls up to check on the building, he's John McClane's looking out the window. He's like, who's in the car? Stevie wonder. And I was like, what is he talking? What is wrong with this dude? <laughs> like, it se- it just seemed like insensitive. That's my, I, I wouldn't say he's like a, he's got, he's got. Uh, I could see him being incorrect. insensitive. Yeah. Incorrect. He's definitely not a sensitive person. Right. Yeah. He's, he's just making comments that aren't necessarily like a crime against humanity, but it just seems like there's these, this weird discomfort. And then they have, you just know these guys, at the very end, you just know these guys are going to be best friends. They've been bonding this whole time. They have this big hug. There's this big lofty score playing in the background. It takes a long time for with while they're staring at each other. It's very, very intimate. I don't know. I loved it. Um, 
Yeah, it's a buddy movie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's like it's like a it's yeah, but a buddy cop situation. Little there's yeah. a little buddy cop thrown in there for you. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they'll get married. I mean, I I, yeah, I thought a lot of what uh, the dialogue between them, like the lines that uh, Sergeant Al Pal got, mm. were awful. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like the like the writing was awful. Oh, yeah. Like it, it was all very stiff. I, maybe he delivered it stiff. I don't. It, I don't really know. I, I, I haven't yeah. watched Family Matters in a long time to know if like <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, it did seem um, like it was. But like it was, was very trying, stiff. I could. I felt like he was trying to be sincere. Um, but it did feel like. Uh, maybe this is a redundant thing to say like it did feel like kind of like sitcom acting <laughs> like it was, um, pretty, it was like yeah uh i don't maybe it's just like his tone i don't it was just very i like I, the dialogue was fine maybe it is all the acting <laughs> i just don't know if he's a good actor okay yeah like, i'd have to watch some family matters but it, i still from what i, I remember he kind of sounded like that in family matters that's how i feel too but i I, i'm same here i haven't watched that show in years um i still liked him i'm so i'm I'm still i still loved his character in the movie but yeah some of the dialogue especially when he's like uh no i think when he talks to everybody i was gonna say when he's talking to yeah it's uh, talking to everybody it's (laughs) very it's so like rigid and strange yeah right his delivery all the lines make sense sort of hmm uh, but like how he's delivering them is strange. And I mean, the premise that he would be on the mic talking to him is ridiculous. <laughs> like while everybody's listening, I mean, just, yeah, they would shut, they would be, shut that down immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He'd be like, no, this random sergeant can't talk to him the whole time. Like while, while the terrorists are listening to the, yeah, everything exactly. they're it's saying. It's an open, like, uh, it was that yeah. was it was just a kind of silly thing. There was and then Arabal's listening on the same channel in his car in the basement. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, uh, here's here's another another like maybe like uh, blanket statement about the whole thing is I think every part of the movie is like that. Like it's sort of it's sort of wonky. It's sort of cheesy. But first, to me, like for some reason, it just works. Like all- I don't know that every part of the movie is like uh, Reginald's acting. No, maybe not that bad. But everything just feels a little bit cartoonish. Like literally, a- after every uh, like monumental uh, beat, or like after every anything that important happens, there's a one-liner. And it's just like, uh, and, and it's and they're awesome. But like in any other movie, like if you saw a movie, if you if that if there was stuff like that in Tenant, wouldn't you? You'd probably be like, "What are they doing?" I don't know. I didn't see Tenant. I didn't. E- I didn't either. But I'm saying like a, any any modern movie, fill in the blank. Like it just feels like there's no room for that. But for some reason, I watch Die Hard, and I'm like, yeah. What's what's he say at the very uh, like? Oh, when he's falling from the window, I'm pretty sure he goes, "Happy trails, Hans." 
Uh, <laughs> like, oh, when when Hans is full. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just seems it's kind of to me, that's just kind of like cheesy, but I just I still liked it. Like I didn't it was it cheesy, meaning like there it was almost uh, maybe camp isn't the best word either. But like I think the it wasn't dead serious acting. Ever. I think a lot of the one liners that worked for me is when like he he's pretty much put in a situation where it's going one on one, maybe one on two yeah. with like the bad guys as he's like scurrying through the building. Right. Um, and he'll like he'll kill them in some way. But uh-huh. he usually gets the crap beat out of him or like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like he ran in there with a machine gun and like just cleared everybody out. Like, he yeah, it's a few yeah. punches every, every time you get, you get shot he at one point, like, like garbage. Yeah, like, he's barely alive yeah. at the end of this <laughs> movie. Yeah. Like before everything happened, I think he changed like his undershirt. And at the very end, it's yeah, just he was black. changing. So he didn't have <laughs> his shirt on. He didn't have like shoes. Um, yeah. And so, but those one-liners that worked for me, like after he would kill somebody yeah. were the ones where he's talking to himself. Oh, like, right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a line directed at the dead guy or Hans. usually it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like that line where we were talking about earlier where he says like, yeah, come to California. You have a great time. Like, <laughs> like, like he's talking to himself. Like he's in this strange situation. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, it's, Which I could totally see myself doing. Like, 100%. You know, just a ridiculous yeah. situation. Like, I'd give myself a one-liner. Like, a little... Heck, always definitely. talking to himself. Definitely. Like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> like, and that's what I love about this so much. Like, mm-hmm. the first Die Hard is a guy in a terrible situation. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> he's yeah. constantly like... He's already stressed out freaking out like yeah every time he fights he like gets beat up a little bit <laughs> like <laughs> i mean he does some clever things but you know a regular person might do yeah. some clever things um right yeah and he has some training there's a point where like a guy walks around the corner and like he points his weapon at him and is like shouting like he looks exactly like a cop would be yeah, right. Shout yeah. Uh huh. Like he's got his like command voice. Like his stance yeah, looks right. That's true. Like, I think even... he, he looks like a cop. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think at one point he even says like, like police, put the gun down or something like that. I can't remember when it was. Well, I don't know. There was a lot of obscenities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you know, he's in a strange situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I like it because mostly I could see a lot of this like put in a really weird he's just like a regular guy yeah i mean I love, ridiculous yeah. things happen absolutely ridiculous things happen right and stuff that can't happen did happen <laughs> like yeah and <clears throat> i actually i i completely sorry he's not a superhero right yeah he's not yeah. even a super yeah. like action hero at, right at, he's just a he's just a guy in a weird situation and he just said F it I'm just I gotta I gotta do something yeah um, he's and not that's like compelling. the the special forces guy like he's yeah he's not even like SWAT <laughs> he's just like a regular yeah cop. he's just a regular yeah I and I love that too and I I guess like I don't even I may have overemphasized some of like the some of like the the, the cultural insensitivities 
um, in there. But I think the reason I, I think, think it's directness. It, yeah, right. I think it's it, a well, directness I, that is off-putting. I think, yeah. Well, I think he it's gets th- from being a cop and questioning people all the time. Definitely. And like, like the Jap, like the. Oh, I thought they didn't celebrate Christmas in Japan. Like, I don't think that was like a Japanese thing. It I wasn't it was a, a direct question that he yeah. thought Absolutely. was relevant and was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this at you. Like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my thought was just that, like, he's a regular guy. And like, I and I wonder if like some of that, like, is he what's he is he serious is he being mean is he being polite like that questions in there almost on he's just a regular guy like people say stupid things all the time um hey, i don't think he has enough like offensive moments where like he's initiating anything to be like directly mean <laughs> like interesting yeah like he's not like trying to get anyone or like trying He's everything, not trying to hurt. He's everything not trying is to hurt being, yeah, yeah, everything is thrown at him. <laughs> like, right. He's either like moving out of the way or like trying not to be killed by whatever's coming at him. Like even, even in the very beginning, like everything's just kind of thrown at him. Like, yes. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. hire a limo. Like mm-hmm. th- there's like over the top experiences are just thrown at him one at a time. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that, and that's why that's another thing that I think is, and I guess, and that's why I'm like, that's kind of how I, that's, that's what makes me feel some of that. Like, he's just like, this guy is so stressed out right now. He's trying to fix his marriage. He doesn't know what to think about himself. He's in LA. California is very different from New York. Um, like this guy, yeah, he is constantly getting things thrown at him. And it's just like, the, the dude probably just wants to come up for a breath of air. And then he lands. Or change this, his shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or not have to blow the C4 at one point. <laughs> and like, the, like. In the 10 hours or whatever, I don't know how long this movie is like set. It takes like the movie's two hours long. Right. But like, I don't know how long internally the movie is. It's probably like two hours. Um, yeah. Right. Like he hasn't been able to change his shirt. <laughs> like. And he's a barefoot the whole time. Oh, yeah. And it actually becomes a big plot point. Like mm-hmm. they shoot out the glass so that he has to run. Right. over. Like, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's. He's just a regular guy. He's not a regular guy. He has some training. like Right, right. But in general, he's sort of positioned as like a regular guy doing the right thing. You know what? He never trained to jump off a building with a fire hose. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, uh, so I do want to, the last like major like plot element I want to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. But the way they portray like the L.A. police... <laughs> Oh, and right. the FBI and the FBI. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, other than uh, Al, like <laughs> the one good cop. I think it's how they portray it, like authority figures. It's just like, oh, interesting. Everyone yeah. is massively incompetent. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. The most incompetent version of anyone you could possibly see. Even like this utility worker is talking to his boss and he's like, no, nah, I could turn it off right here. Like I could do it. I could do it if you just let me. And he's like, no, it can't be done. He's like, no, I could do it. <laughs> like, I, I could do it. The everyone federal government asking me to. Is an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. An absolute idiot. And the 911 call. <laughs> oh, uh, when he makes the call on the radio. Oh, right, right, right. 
and they're yeah. like, "Sir, this is for emergencies only." You're gonna <laughs> have like, to. You're gonna have to call. What back. do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like freaking out, like he's got people trying to kill him on a regular basis. They it ends with them hearing gunshots, and they send one <laughs> one like, cop, desk yeah. jockey to go check it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. One. He's and they already to... had a fire alarm triggered. Like. Right. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. reported on the radio that terrorists took over a major building in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, sir, this is for emergencies. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what constitutes an emergency in the 80s? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, today, <clears throat> there's no way that would happen. Uh, like, right. Yeah. There would be an army <clears throat> brigade in the street in a minute. <laughs> like. But in the eighties, look, I don't, I don't know. Did that not happen? <laughs> and also, did, I don't know if you just meant, if I d- didn't hear you say it, but when, um, when Sergeant Al, like he leaves the store, says, "I'm on it to go check on the place," he goes, he walks out to the street and looks at the building and sees gunfire. Right? Does he see gunfire? I don't think. Or maybe so. he, maybe he doesn't know. It's in there. It's in the shot. But I don't know if maybe, he must maybe not he see didn't. it because he just walks in a lobby and it's like, "How's it going?" That's what like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, and he doesn't even fully walk around the lobby. Like he's like, "Nah, forget." Yeah, this. he's like, "Screw this!" And just <laughs> walks away. Like I'm there's out. no way. Plus, you, everything you see about him is that he's a good cop. Like if he saw a gun, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a picture of authority that they're setting. Like everyone in authority is an idiot. Uh, but then, a, like yeah, the so the line cop. Like the line level workers are are good, hmm. um, yeah, right? Oh like man, it's the working man. Like this whole movie is just elevating like the working guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the hero of the story is just a cop from New York. You yeah, know, like well, it's everyone, and everyone in authority is an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone up above is stupid and doesn't know what they're doing. Just trust like the guy who works hard, the hardworking middle class mm. guy. Wow, Jeez, and cut yeah. him a break. <laughs> and and I think all of them, like most of them, I don't know if all of them, most of them get their moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Even Argyle. Like, yeah, yeah. He has them. Yeah. He smashes r- the, smashes the, the getaway car. Yeah. yeah. And um, what happens for um, his wife? Oh, she punches the reporter in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, the, the whole time you're like, why is this part of the movie? And I'm like, oh, it's for her to punch him at the end and get her moment. It actually... I say it in a kind of like that sucks way, but I kind of, it was kind of satisfying for me. Yeah. I mean, she, she also like takes charge of the, definitely the hostages yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, get some bathroom rights. Yeah. Gets right. a pregnant lady, a couch. Yeah. The other cool thing about this movie is that like how reasonable Hans Gruber is. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that, I don't know why I liked that so much. Just he that one like, line about the couch. She says, can, can we take him to, Take her to the office so she can sit down. And he says, no, but we'll have one brought to her. Will that be acceptable? And I was like, yeah. very thoughtful, Hans. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, and a good idea. You wouldn't want somebody in a separate room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, she should have a yeah. couch. Good thinking. That is so true. That's so, and it's, it's like, what, what a nice guy, you know? Yeah. And then he uh, shoots <laughs> someone in the head. <laughs> right, right. Um, What? I'm trying to think that. I feel like I had something to say about uh, what's the guy's name? Ellis. Ellis. Ugh. He was just like meant to be like a skeezy corporate. Yeah. The stereotypical eighties, yeah. like 
Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was doing, doing coke in the, at office, the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. 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 I, I, and I, okay. I liked uh, John McClane's standoffish attitude uh, in that scenario. Cause like everyone was clearly embarrassed to be in that situation. And then like he walks by to like grab something from, from his wife's desk and he's like, you miss him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, take that, Ellis. <laughs> yeah. I only say that because he was at one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Hans, god. Hans yeah. Booby. Booby. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, what was his guy. what was his angle? What was he trying to do? Was he trying to save the day when he like started getting involved? I never I, I didn't really understand that. Because he, he thought I thought he, he was gonna sell the He felt the like out. he could negotiate his way out of it. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, for everybody, sure, but for himself mostly, I'm sure. Right. Uh, but he's just a clown. <laughs> I can get you what you want. <laughs> like yeah. it's so. It's I, Gee, I, I, I'm and we brought gonna, guns. We could have just talked to Ellis. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and say. Yeah, he's. I think the one guy. The El, how did he die? They just shot. I think him, he just right? gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. I thought I was gonna say. I think he's the only like weird side character that doesn't get some sort of like triumphant moment. Well, he's not a but he's the one. Right, and he's he's the one you kind of like want to like get lost, and they shoot him. Like yeah. it's so it's it is just man, it, it does not hold back. Man, they die so hard. Um, <laughs> okay, ah. let me. We we said a lot about this movie. I I, I might have went, been a little too aggressive. I was just trying to make. I was just trying to make. Uh, give trying you to ruin my Christmas. I got you. No, 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 I, no, no, no. It's done. Because I think if I'm right about those little subtle nuances. I actually do think all those little nuances are offset by everything that happens in the end. And I, that's part of what I liked about it. Okay. Rate and rate and recommend, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say eight out of 10. This was great. Well, I mean, my review, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Okay. okay. 11 out of 10. I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I think yeah, this is the stereotypical, like, don't take this isn't a date movie <laughs> like i think this is <laughs> right. a man movie <laughs> like, okay yeah, yeah yeah i i just like i can't it's an action movie yeah yeah. yeah. it's like uh, the stereotypical like action like why did you bring me to this <laughs> like kind of movie like <laughs> right right uh, uh yeah someone who's expecting so a more i would more... i would give it like a 10 and 10 for like any dude and then like a five out of ten interesting yeah, yeah, yeah it's not an arnold movie which is like the epitome of like ridiculous oh um, right yeah yeah but and there are some character points but you know i, I so two two ratings one <laughs> to be sexist <laughs> right 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 yeah it's but that's a that's a polarizing thing in and of itself like I know a lot of I know a lot of women who love Die Hard, the Die Hard movies, but I also like know a lot of women who like aren't interested at all. Do you know a lot of men who aren't interested? Uh, no, actually, I think See, that's what I'm saying. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's so that yeah. So like five out of ten for women, ten out of ten for men. Yeah, I like it. So uh, is there a median? I guess the median rating is a uh, seven point five out of ten. <laughs> but but I'm a dude, so it's ten out of ten. Not for uh, all audiences. <laughs> not for all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, recommend it to people who like action movies. Oh, yes, definitely. 
Yeah. If you like action movies, this is this is it. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation about Die Hard. And if you can't tell, Billy and I both love this movie. We had a lot of fun hanging out and talking about Mr. Bruce Willis, saving the day, and getting the girl. Also, we hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season so far. And if you want more information about this podcast, you can find us at filmjoypodcast.com as well as at filmjoypodcast on social media. Until next time, guys. Take care.